everybody. Welcome to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And this is season four, episode 14, the one with Joey's dirty day. Dirty. Dirty. Christina Aguilera in 2001. <laughs> like X's in the word dirty or something. I don't know. Three T's or something. <laughs> was it? I can't remember. It I was, was spelled. The album was X Tina. Oh, maybe. I feel like, oh, maybe. For some reason in my head, dirty was spelled like what? elaborately. It might have been. I was I was never a Christina Aguilera fan. I I liked her first. I had her first album, but that was really it. Like after that, I, what was, I don't know. What was on the first album? Like Come On Over, Genie in a Bottle. Ah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there were some others. She has such an amazing voice. Oh, but she, she just can have the same sing. star power. Yeah, it's she kind of can crazy. So sing. Um, I know. It's interesting reading about her in Jessica Simpson's book. Do you remember? No. Yeah, I do. I feel like we talk about she this was book like, in every episode. <laughs> we do, but why wouldn't we? It's such a good book. <laughs> so everybody, um, go pick up your copy now. Yeah. Um, she, she like mentions how Christina Aguilera was like really mousy and quiet and like had glasses and was like, mm-hmm. and and then like the next time she saw her, she was like clearly she had got herself like a PR agent and stuff who like yeah sexed like a manager. her up. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's anyway, she definitely can sing. Who do you think is the better out of Jessica Simpson and Christina Aguilera? Who would you say is the better singer? I think that might be a preference thing. They both have. Very strong vocal ranges. So, I do I know Christina? Does Christina Aguilera show her range? Like she's got yes. powerful lungs, but okay. I mean, pretty good range. Like not quite Mariah, but neither is Jessica. But they both so have like your high, preference. Um, I think. If I had to just listen to one for the rest of my life, I would go Jessica Simpson. I find her voice like a little more easygoing. Mm. But Christina Aguilera's voice is very powerful. Yeah, I prefer Jessica Simpson as well. I like her a lot. Yeah. Cool. Um, So in that fake thing that we just made up <laughs> pitting those two women against each other no, I oh think my gosh both, the I mean, would you rather of, than of everybody's nightmares <laughs> yes they are both they are better singers than both of us that's true we almost got into the mickey mouse club but just got beat out by those two wily minxes they just squeaked by us you're right now what are you listening to is the, way in that yeah it's true the ex mickey mouse club podcast is what we're listening to the rejects the mickey yeah. mouse club rejects oh sad for us now yeah, right um but yeah how do we get here oh dirty that's what it was i was like we why? said the title of the episode and then immediately got off track as per okay usual. so as per usual okay cool. Cool, cool 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 um yeah we've got this uh we've got this episode where there you know so there's a lot going on Prior to this yes. episode, we've got uh, Chandler and Kathy have officially broken up. Rachel has oh, a new crush. I, yes. Well, yeah. I forgot about Kathy and Chandler having broken up until he, like, comes yeah. out in his sweats. And I was like, yeah. huh? And I'm like, oh, right. And then, yep. Yeah. Rachel's still drooling over Joshua. 
Josh Ua. Um, but yeah, so they're all kind of just, you know, chit-chatting and whatever. But uh, we kind of see like that uh, Chandler is has not moved past phase one, which is just sweatpants and feeling sorry for Moping. himself, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think it's funny when they are like, oh, it's so sweet. The chick and the duck haven't stopped following him around. They haven't left his side. And Rachel's like, yeah, I still hate that rooster. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that rooster is what, lo- what lost you your apartment. So I feel you. Yeah, I don't blame her. Um, um, she was she was lured by that into this I bed. I was going to – the phase one thing, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about it now or later, the phases of getting over a breakup? Yeah, we can talk about that now. Okay. Okay, so phase one is – well, according Sweat to pants. friends, the according phases. to Chandler and Joey and Ross, yeah, and Ross, right? Um, even though Ross's phases include whining and pretending he did nothing wrong, and then berating the girl for an an extended period of time, berating to her he, to believe he did nothing wrong. Oh yeah, basically like like kind of like begging her to yeah. take him back in yeah. an incessant way yes and then his next phase is date people he doesn't care about um and then his final well, phase is marry phase somebody too. else <laughs> i mean i think rachel not too shabby and not too shabby for rachel i think rachel wants a relationship she doesn't just want to date anybody she wants to date joshua ross doesn't want to just date anybody either Hmm. I guess he's just dating around um which is fine there's nothing wrong with that um but yes we got phase one according to friends which is sweatpants and self-loathing and then phase two which is the strip club and then phase three which is picturing yourself with other women and there are naked girls in phases two and three but not in phase one right i guess it depends on what you do while you're moping but what are oh, <laughs> true what are your phases of getting over a breakup um Probably deep sadness. Okay. And then probably move into anger slash I'm better than him anyway. Some Somewhere around there. You know, like, I'm better off. But, like, yeah. with not, like, truly believing that, but, like, feeling like you are but also trying to convince yourself but it's really because you're mad right you know um and then i always feel like there is the picturing yourself with other people i think that's how you know that you're over it like truly and not in the way that they're talking about but just like having that moment where you're like oh like he's really nice like it shouldn't be that hard to connect with somebody and it's not and okay it's nice to know that like you know, I'm over it. I do feel actually over it. Um, Naively, I... Sorry? Oh, no. I was going to say, of course, there can be backsliding in there, which is, you know, somewhere in between phase one and two of, like, sadness and anger where, like, you think about you wanting to get back together or, like, they call you and you're like, oh, this probably means they want to get back together, but it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) all that messed up in-between stuff where, like... Yeah. It's hard to stick to your guns because you're sad. Or hurt. Anyway. Yeah. What were you going to say? 
Oh, I was going to say that naively, whenever I thought about like picturing yourself with other people, I was thinking of it like how you're talking about it, not like physically with other people, but just like imagining yourself, you know, like connecting with somebody, having a nice time, like putting yourself like, you know, picturing a future with somebody else, basically. Yeah. Oh, you were saying when I said that or when they said it, that's what you imagine. I, I this like every time, like when I used to watch this, oh, I was thinking gotcha. it was just like picturing yourself like, you know, like, oh, going out on a date with someone right. else. Right. I don't think that's what they're doing, but. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> but um, I also think that might be a male-female thing. Not always, but like for the most part, yeah. you know, women are missing the, the emotional connection and men might be mourning the physical a little bit more first. Maybe not first, but I think Chandler's definitely mourning the emotional, you know, companionship. I think that girls tend to be the ones that picture ourselves, like, going on trips with them, you know, like, going out to dinner, meeting each other's families, like, all that type stuff. Totally. Totally. Um, Um, I think my phases are similar to yours, where mm -hmm. it's like, but I don't think it's, I don't think I do the extreme sadness. I think... What my first and it probably like varies by person, you know, and like the circumstances of the breakup. But phase one is usually like it's usually like I don't know. I tend to do this thing where I just cut people off, like if that's it, like whether I did the breaking up or they did the breaking up. It's like when we're done, we are done. I was gonna say, I think your phase one is avoidance, for lack of better word. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's a good word. That's a good word. Yeah, I couldn't think of it because I was like, it's not necessarily anger, although there can be anger mixed in there. Yeah, I think there might (laughs) be roots of anger, but you're like not dealing with it. I think I think phase one is avoidance. I think phase two is hurt and anger, and like Mm -hmm. avoidance mixed in with a little bit of like don't talk to me don't call me don't come yeah. near me you know what I mean like that yeah. type stuff and so it's less avoidance and more like indignation because of like the hurt and the anger and then phase three I think is like more ignoring <laughs> I think phase three is ignoring but without any ignoring new people <laughs> oh yes no um <laughs> ignoring them but like not intentionally going out of my way to avoid them or not like you know, being like, don't call, like, so it's phase just kind of like, is tolerance. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's a great way to put it. Phase three is just apathetic tolerance. Yeah, so. I would say we definitely differ in that regard. In the same way yeah. that we differ in approaching a new relationship, I think we break up differently. Whereas I am like, if someone broke up with me, even if it was really sad and really hard and they called me, I am the sucker that would answer. Or, like, want to answer unless somebody wisely told me not to, you know? Yeah. And I think that you would be like, absolutely not. There's no way I'm answering his call. Like, unless he leaves me a voicemail that says he's, like, dying and I'm the only phone number he remembers, pretty much I'm not yeah. calling him back. Well, I let, like, one of, like one guy that broke up with me and I was, like, real busted up over it, he, like, got in touch with me, and it was probably a text, not a call. I don't remember, but it was like, hey, can we meet? I really want to, like, I just really want to, like, clear that. I don't know what he said. Yeah, I don't remember if it was, like, provide closure or, like, explain or, like, whatever. And so I was just like, okay, fine. And so I let him come over, and I was like, but I, I like, to this day, well, no, I don't really see him anymore, and so I guess I'm in the ignoring tolerant phase, but, like, um, 
he, like I was very angry about it and I was just like, yeah. what do you want type thing? Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to do the whole like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe he wants to like, maybe he's going to, I was just like, no, this guy's not capable of anything like that. And like, yeah. nor am I going to let him like weasel his way back in, even if he wanted to, which I was, I think I was also just like, I could tell that he didn't want to. And so I was just quite over it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so I did, I did meet up with him and then he did it again. And he was like, oh, I just want to, so I met up with him again. Cause I don't remember why. I think it's because like we were in the same friend group and I was just like, you know, I can't, I can't be like angrily avoiding this guy forever because that's mm-hmm. just annoying to me and my life. But I remember he was like, "So, how's your family?" And I was like, "What? What do you want? Like, so, can like, I, I help you? To you about my family? Yeah, yeah. Like, who? Stop." Anyway, but yes, I think you yeah. and I are very two different exit in that. interviews. I think, <laughs> honestly, I know I was very giving of my time. Um, I feel like I am much more cold and like methodical going into relationships and coming out of them and i think you are much more like driven by emotion and connection 100 mm-hmm. yeah. it's just our personalities totally so what is your like exit phase like you didn't really because my phase three i wouldn't say has anything to do with the, the former person it has more to do with like me being oh. ready okay um my oh that's a good question that's why i thought you were Um, saying you were avoiding new people in in phase three oh 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 oh, right (laughs) you're Um, ready to you're ready to make sure nobody else knows you like them officially um what is my phase three with new people um i think it is like I don't know, showing up where they are, trying to like, I don't know. I'm so bad Wait, at this. <laughs> showing up where people are because you want to fake run into them? Um, Or like if I know someone's going to be at a party, I'd go to that party like with the hopes of, yeah, running into them. You would? I did. It didn't work, but I did. Oh. <laughs> We're going to have to offline about ben. this. I've done that too. I thought we t- – Well, I – I think maybe I learned a few lessons from you and that's mm-hmm. that that's how flirting works. Yeah. Insert yourself. You just show up. <laughs> you just show up and say what words. Is, oh, okay. They talk about this on New Girl. Uh, they call it Bidening. Just like Joe Biden, which is ironic because now he's a presidential candidate. But yeah. at the time he was just the vice president. And they were like, just Biden, just be there. He goes to the bar. Be there. He gets a... He, is talking to his friend be there he's on the dance floor just be there like that was the whole <laughs> method of it's like pr- it's pretty good it was, pretty they good were advice. at a, well yeah they were at a wedding it was basically like the best man was like the only like decent single guy and it was like between jess uh. and jessica beale um and so <laughs> yeah and so she's being quirky and jessica beale's like i'm you know a phd and i'm all these sexy things and blah 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 and Jess is like I don't know I like cake and dresses or whatever <laughs> she does but they're like just be there like literally just insert yourself everywhere he is and it kind of works um so That's good you're, advice you're doing the Joe Biden yeah I mean I was Biden it did not Biden-ing. work for me but because I think what I was ben. doing was I was well yeah 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 so so a time I can think of before I think I was trying to do it but then I was 
Ashleying and <laughs> being there, but then being like, and not talking to the guy that I actually had the crush on and right. talking to his friend. His friend who then do. fell in love with you. Okay, I got it. Check, check, check. Um, and then, <laughs> but yeah, that's certainly what I did with Ben. I just... I just kept showing up. And um, actually, the night that he ended up asking me out was Easter. I'm sure I've told the story. And I just followed him around a bunch. And I thought it was, like, so embarrassing and obvious. Like, he would go to the kitchen to get another drink. I would be like, hmm, drink sounds good. He would, like, go sit by the fire. And I'd go sit right next to him. I know. And all it took was me living in a foreign country and thinking I was going to leave in three months Mm -hmm. to get some guts. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pretty much did that with Matt, too. I was like, people would be, like, doing something. I was like, but are we inviting Matt? That's the question. <laughs> You're like, I'm not sure if I'm busy yet. Um, unrelated, is Matt going to be there? Mm, totally unrelated. <laughs> but his house was also, slash now it's my house, was also a place that people ended up gathering a lot. Yeah, that's so handy. that was handy because I could just, you know, be there. Just be there. <laughs> Um, and because he was friends with all my roommates they just always they got invited and I got invited by proxy and plus he liked handy you know so it worked out that he already liked me and so you know I guess I had a a leg up there but um (laughs) still it didn't hurt so just you know be like presidential candidate Joe Biden just be there when in doubt (laughs) when in doubt just bind your way to the top um it's worked for him so far. Yeah, it has. I mean, it's working. It's working. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Chandler is still in phase one. He's in the sweatpants phase, yeah. which I mean, I I think it's funny because we are all still in like COVID-19 land, which I would refer to as a big phase one sweatpants phase for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I... I can't remember if I told you this, Ash. I got a pair. I got a new pair of workout pants. I ordered them in the mail. I'm like, I'm just like, oh, they shouldn't be this tight. Like, they're supposed to be fitted. But oh, no. I just feel like I wish they weren't <laughs> this fitted. Um, You know. Maybe they're it's life tights. I mean, maybe. But I was also, <laughs> it was such a bad, it was such bad timing. Because that day, you know, some days when you were just like so hungry and like almost nothing can like satiate you like yeah you like eat a good meal and you're like i had proteins and carbs and fats and vegetables and i'm still hungry oh totally it was one of those days and i was like disposal and the pants don't fit well like they fit but it's not what the way i want them to fit you know right anyway so just to have like i feel like i have those days and then other days i have days where i'm like ooh gosh i am looking trim lost weight yeah (laughs) looking hot to trot and then all I have to do is like go like eat a like a bowl of cereal and I'm like, okay, no, I'm normal again. But um I feel like wait yeah. for one of those days and yeah. go try the pants on again. For that little That's actually a good boost. point. Yeah. It's it's one of those things I'm like, it's not like they don't fit, but it's just like mm, they would have fit differently four months ago. Um yeah. but a lot of things were different hey, four months ago. And we're not gonna talk fair about enough. that right now. No, I honest I was gonna say <laughs> fair enough and like Anybody out there, if that is, yes. if we like, if you're like, you know, this is no judgment, no shame. Do not feel yes. bad. Be kind to yourself. Are, Eat the food. We are all lumps right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said something to a couple who, of my who cares? work girlfriends and they were like, yeah, but you still have to eat. Just put on different pants. And I was like, that's great advice. <laughs> that is great advice. Actually. I was like, true. I'm changing back into like 
sweatshorts and yeah. <laughs> eating the food I need to eat. Eating normal. Um, yes, good. But yeah, anyway, Chandler is in phase one, sweatpants phase. And when he finally moves to phase two, that's the outfit he's going to choose, honestly. That's exactly like, what I thought. I was like, pleated khaki pants and a bowling shirt, and a shirt to a strip with club. a giant stripe. Oh, Chandler. Ugh. Like, that is, you, that's what I you want to go out in? Mm, that says what you want to put to the world? I think the sweatpants would have been better, honestly. <laughs> both are um, creepy. Or both would yeah, say, true. I'm a creep. I know. I'm just like, it is such a. I mean, I know it was the 90s, but, like, he could at least put on, like, a sport coat or something. No, to be honest with you, I feel like they are all dressed appallingly in this episode. Yeah. They Everybody's yes. outfits Rachel's are bad. Rachel's skirt is so short for work. Yeah, I actually wrote, like, I made a note of that because I was like, look, I'm not trying to slut shame Rachel, but, like, that slit is so high. Mm-hmm. Like, thinking about my corporate job, I'm like, how do you sit down in a chair? <laughs> right. I just that's don't think I'd the problem. Be able to do my job. <laughs> no, definitely not. But um, I guess that's fashion, baby. I guess so. I mean, yes, they're all dressed terribly, but Chandler especially. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, but he comes out yeah. and he's like, I'm in phase two. Um, let's go to the strip club and all the guys are gone. Yeah. And so the girls very sweetly volunteer to take him to phase two, aka the strip club. Um which, which I, I think love. Is like a nice... I think it's really funny when they're at this trip club and they're like is. making friends with all the girls. Yes. And they're like, and they're like, oh, oh you might want to get that recipe. Yeah. And yeah. just, and they're like, just very maybe... good. Nice. So exotic. Very exotic. Like... Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. And one of my favorite parts is when Phoebe's like, oh, sorry, you can't smoke that because, like, actually, I'm pregnant. And he's like, oh, well, maybe yeah. you and your baby should go to a different strip club. <laughs> she goes, oh, <laughs> it's not my baby. <laughs> <laughs> such a good moment like and does that guy look familiar to you do we know him from somewhere or does he just like play um, a random extra in other things probably probably i don't know he didn't look familiar to me yeah he looks um, like the guy that would be on like a commercial for like a have you been injured call my law firm yeah that's that's about right um so okay i think i know the answer to this but have you ever been to a strip club um no okay have you? neither ha- no neither have i um so we the other day, Matt and I were driving somewhere, and, like, there's a bunch of strip clubs in downtown Nashville, and a lot of them have actually been relocated, which is kind of funny because downtown has just, like, expanded a bunch. Now there's, like, an Amazon thing going in and, like, a huge bookseller, whatever. Um, so they keep – people keep buying up, like, city blocks of, like, old dingy places, and a lot of them are mm-hmm. old strip clubs, so they keep, like, moving a little bit further out. But there was a big billboard when we were, like, driving through the interstate that, like, kind of cuts through downtown, and it was – I can't remember the name of it. But it had, like, a girl wearing, like, you know, a bikini outfit, basically. But Mm -hmm. she was – it was, like, we're back open for, like, all your – all your desires at a safe distance or something. And she was wearing a mask. And I was, like, this is so creepy. Like, can you imagine? (laughs) I've never been to a strip club, but I understand the concept. I've seen TV, whatever. Can you imagine and social going distancing to a, is not really so, part right? of it? Like, can you imagine going to a strip club and all the girls are wearing masks? I was like, that is the most <laughs> post-apocalyptic thing I can imagine. Like, yeah, that would be pretty unsettling. Their, you know, 
It would be very but, like I. It was. Weird. I also support their safety. If I was one of them, one hundred percent. No, you absolutely mouth breather. I'm I know. I completely agree. But I was. But like, yeah, I know what you're saying. As a spectacle, it's a like, bit like. Yeah, like that. Yeah. It just changes it a lot. It's a bit weird to me. It's a bit weird. Yeah, it was very weird to see. And I'm pretty sure it was just a photoshopped. I think it's the same ad that's always up. They just added a mask. They just, yeah, painted a mask um, on it. But I was just like, oh, that's super weird. Um, because I found it. I know you guys haven't done masks quite as much. Um, you might be doing them now. But it um, it's actually the weirdest to me to see somebody you know in a mask. Like just because it changes their appearance so much, you yeah, and you just don't see like their, you know, lips moving when they're talking and like the mm-hmm. facial expressions you're used to. It just kind of changes them, you know, like it changes like the visual when you're talking to them. It's just kind of strange. Like the first time I saw somebody I knew in a mask was my neighbor, and oh, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is just so weird. Like it must know. be anyway. interesting because like asian countries have been wearing masks yes at least since sars if not before mm-hmm. then and it's so normalized for those countries mm-hmm. and so i kind of feel like we're just feeling like what they feel like during regular cold and flu season you know well right. it's not what it like obviously we're feeling a lot more than that too <laughs> but like the normalizing of it a little bit i think is just like taking a little while um yeah but I do think it's interesting because, like, you know, you you look at, like, like I've, you know, go, gone to Tokyo or whatever or Hong Kong and it's like, oh, everyone's in masks. And now it's kind of just like, oh, yeah, that's just super normal for them. It's just like, yeah, yeah I had a sore throat. Yep. And the funny thing is, is it doesn't really phase me, like, when I go to the grocery store. Um, oh, okay. But it's, but just it's really weird when it's somebody I know. Yeah. It's really strange. Hmm. Like, I still haven't gotten over we, it. But. Um, we... We're doing it. So uh, New Zealand went immediately into a full lockdown at first, like back in March. And then we did that for, I think, four weeks. And then we had like restrictions eased to like the next step, which ours are four, three, two, one, four is the strongest. And so it was like level three for two weeks. And then I don't know, I can't remember. But then we had 100 days with no new cases. In the community. We still have like people coming here from overseas, um, but they all have to quarantine in a hotel for two weeks. And so there was cases there, but none like none outside of those hotels until um, what's today is Saturday. It was Sunday. Sometime earlier this week. Yeah, it was on Sunday. Um, Apparently there was a few cases in the community and and like they still don't know where they came from they did mm-hmm. say they tested it and it's a different strain so it wasn't just like Super. the same well it's good because it means it hasn't just been lying dormant in new zealand it does mean it came from overseas but oh, they're okay. kind of like the people that have it didn't go overseas weren't in contact with like a quarantine hotel or border patrol or anything like that so they're not mm-hmm. sure how they got it so something was a bit too lax obviously but um, anyway, so Auckland's on level three again, which means like kids are home from school and people have to work from home and you can't go to restaurants and stuff. And the rest of the country's on level two, which is just um, no more than 100 people inside. You have to like check in when you go into places um, mm-hmm. and you just have to like, and they are, sorry, the whole point of that was that they are now asking us all to wear masks um, mm-hmm. just to like help prevent the spread because they've seen that it's totally. like such a... Um, it's such a good way of just like keeping it, you know, just kind of keeping yourself yeah. and keeping other people totally. safe. So, 
So we'll see. So I haven't yet because we haven't really gone anywhere. Um, but mm-hmm. I will if I need to. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where we are. Like you can go places. There's like one third capacity pretty much anywhere. Nothing over, no gatherings over 25 people. Um, oh, okay. You're supposed to wear masks. But that doesn't necessarily apply to like a restaurant because the restaurant is more towards the capacity. So it might be that only eight people can be in a restaurant. Or it might be that. Right, of course. They're not going to cram in 20. Yeah. Right. 30 could be there, but it's it's because it's like a sprawling restaurant. As long as you have like six feet amongst groups or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tables have to be at least six feet. So anyway, but that's kind of where we're at. I will send you pictures of me in a mask to get you familiar. Weird. (laughs) Don't freak out. It's okay. No, it's just kind of. Yeah. I think it's something that I almost feel like um, when I see someone I know in it, like I feel. Don't hear this wrong. I am very pro wearing a mask, but there's something in me that feels like you are being oppressed in some way, like somebody is covering your mouth. I think that's what it is. <laughs> Weird. You know, like it's just like I feel like I need to like something must liberate. Be wrong. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, but mm-hmm. it's like an internal has nothing to do with COVID. It has everything to do with Well, that's kind of what like, I mean about the Asian countries is like right. we've always seen it as like something's wrong. They're wearing a mask where mm-hmm. they're kind of just like, no, no, it's just cold and flu season. So I'm going right, to wear a mask. Totally. Like, so I yeah. wonder if we'll kind of change our minds. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, wear your masks. Do your part. At the strip club. At the stri- <laughs> if you're at the strip club, we just really encourage social distancing. No lap dances. The buffet has to be closed. Chandler said they have a breakfast buffet. That breakfast buffet has got to be closed at this point. Yeah. Um, it's table service only. Yeah, table service only with masks. Um, probably no ones in the G-string. Oh, true. Um, yeah, just uh, Venmo tips only. Con- Cashless. It's a contactless yeah. ser- services. <laughs> um, which just sounds like a really fun, sexy time for everybody. Yeah. Um, so anyway. I don't love like when they come back from the strip club and the girls are st- and like Chandler gets all sad and the girls are trying to like, I don't know, he's just kind of being a bit of a pig in this episode. Like he's yeah. a bit chauvinistic. Yeah. When they're like, like yeah, do you know what girls are good at? And he's like stripping. I know. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it's gross. We're, yeah. we're good at other things too. Like wearing masks while stripping. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah he is being gross but like and then especially you know like when they're explaining they were like oh yeah she was really beautiful and she was this and she was that and he's like now i'm imagining you all with all those women um i've totally achieved phase three and i just want to sleep around and with strippers and my friends yeah and i'm glad he's out of his mopey phase but also like yeah gross chandler yeah um I want you to move on, but like, ugh, woof. Not um, at my I do, expense. I yeah. do think his fake fantasy at the end is funny, though. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, especially like the part where uh, he's like, okay, Joshua, that you're with guy. Rachel. And she's like, uh, yeah. that's not Joshua. He's like, what do you want from me? I've never met the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he starts rubbing his arm, he's like, okay, I've got to wake up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. But yeah, so hopefully Chandler's over Kathy. Hopefully he doesn't go to the strip club anytime soon. Do you notice? Well, oh, I don't. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, what are you going to say? There is one point. It's like, I think when they first get there and there's a girl with like a, a silver hot booty shorts on. Yes. And she's topless, but you only see her back. Um, yes. And then when she bends down to get the jacket, she she's has a top on. 
a silver bra again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, did I was that. like, yeah, it's like a little slipperoo. Oh. Um, I was going to say there was a point where like, um, oh, at the very, at the end when they're set, when, um, when Joey's sad that he missed the strip club and oh, yeah. Chandler's like, don't worry, there are thousands of women out there waiting to screw me over. And I was thinking, hang on a second, Chandler, uh, you screamed at your girlfriend at her place of business, accused her of cheating on you and being bad at her job. And then she cheated on you. She yeah. was not out to screw you over you screwed that one up right i mean i'm not you know i'm not saying it was i'm not condoning that kathy doesn't it doesn't justify her cheating but like and i mean he did mention that he was like yeah he he is the one that kind of i don't know undid their relationship i guess yeah um and like yeah, I don't know. And um, when he was like, you guys don't have to get sad. Kathy didn't cheat on all of you. Well, except you, Joey. And then they like have a little hug moment. It's like, oh. Yeah, that's true. They're kind of cute sometimes, even if they're being they're disgusting. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else is going on in this episode? Mm, I don't know, Ashley. What is else going on? What is <laughs> else going? What? Um. Um, so we got Joey, and the reason he missed the strip club is because yeah. he went on his annual fishing trip with his dad. Father, son, Tribbiani fishing trip. Lures and jigs. <laughs> and um, glow pop jiggly jam. Glow pop jiggly jam and piece of old sandwich and yeah. <laughs> all the good ones. Um. So they're gonna go out. Can on I the boat. pause for a second? Yeah, I find that I I'm I'm trying to catalog to be able to like justify what I'm about to say or qualify what I'm about to say, but I feel like okay. Monica always has these little side like things like that where she tries to partake in like the fun thing or like the joke. And then it always backfires on her. Like when, you know, so Phoebe's holding up all the different tackle box stuff. Like, what's this? What's this? And then Monica's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, what's this? And it's like a hunk of old sandwich. Or like when they're looking yeah. through their boxes in the garage. And she, and like, you know, Ross is like, oh, my this, oh, my that. And Monica's like, oh, I don't even know what this is, but I, I bet I played with it. And she's like rubbing <sighs> it on her face. And he's like, I think that's a dead rat. <laughs> Yes, you're totally right. I feel she like does. that happened. She, like, yeah, tries to lean in and like let yes. go a little bit, release her grip. Or like, I guess like the other one too. Like when um when Chandler like takes a bite or like licks that muffin or something, and then she like licks the cup, and he's like, "That was here when I sat down." Like, there's just things like that where it's just like gross. Monica's always like, "Yeah, she's got something gross happening to her." Yeah. That's true. I've never yeah. thought about that. Poor before. Monica. <laughs> Poor Monica. Like she just she's trying to like she's loosen trying. up once in a while, and it just it doesn't always work out. I feel like a girl. Um. But yeah, so Joey is gonna go on this uh, father son fishing trip, and he's gonna brag to his dad that he's in a movie with Charlton Heston, which I don't know what other movies Charlton Heston's in. Um, but I, I definitely know the was, name. Gone with the Wind? I think he was in, like, um, The Greatest Story Ever Told, or, like, that Bible one, The Ten Commandments. Oh, I think you're right. Ben-Hur? Was he Ben-Hur? Maybe. Was he mm. Moses? Was he Moses? <laughs> we don't know. Um, um, wasn't he... Am I confusing him with, like, Hugh Hefner? Wasn't he in, mm. like, a 
Playboy style. Um, Charlton Heston wasn't he like a Playboy in one of those movies? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, Old. You have. He talks about Lawrence Olivier. So Playboy. Yeah, I know he did. I just thought that Charlton Heston maybe like played him in a movie. I don't know. I don't know. It's just before our time. Oh my gosh, he was in Ben Hur and the Greatest Story Ever Told. Good job. Never oh, heard of thank that. Thank you. Apparently, I know all about. Uh, I know all about the catalog of Charlton Heston movies. Apparently, you do. But yeah, uh, Ben Hur and the Greatest Story Ever Told, among other things. Um. But. Oh my gosh, he's still alive, Ash. Oh no, sorry, he died. Just kidding. Um, when did he die? What year? Two thousand eight. Oh, that's a while ago. Okay. Yeah, quite a while ago. I've not talked to Mr. Heston in a while, so that's why I didn't know that he had passed. Um, but yeah, so Joey's like bragging about this, and he goes on the trip with his dad, and it's great, blah, 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 but he needs to run his lines, and he decides to go to sleep, but he stinks. Like, right. I can't imagine being out on a fishing boat for three days and the smell. Like... Not no. showering and being sweaty for three days alone, but like add fish guts, woof. Add fish and like, yeah. like, like rancid lake water. Yes, smell. But I do love when Joey comes home, and you only see it for like a little second. And I don't know that I've ever really noticed before, but he has a little bit of scruff. His, he does. I and think I really they painted like it. that on. It maybe it doesn't look real. I don't. And his hair is incredibly greasy, and he's got like a five o'clock shadow. It is, but I like the five o'clock shadow. I'm like, let's explore Same. This. I do too. Yeah. I like it. I, I yeah. always like a little scruff. I do too. But I, for some reason, I have just never imagined him with scruff. Hmm. Um, so yeah, um, that's something to hold on to since he smells like butt. <laughs> um, but yeah, Fish he butt. falls asleep. And then doesn't have enough time to shower. And I love when they're like, he's like, if I run, I can make it. And Veronica's like, yeah, run 10 blocks. That should help the smell. Like That'll help the smell. Oh, or when, when they're like, when Chandler's like, oh, no, it's it's Rachel. We'll get to that. And she's like, oh, are the guys home? And they're like, Chandler's in phase one. And Joey's that thing you smell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so gross. And when she runs, he runs past Rachel. And she's like, wait, wait, stop, stop. Well, wait, no, no. Keep going. Keep, Keep going. going. Yeah, yeah so gross but yeah so he goes to the shoot and i love when he's like having that conversation with the i don't know script supervisor or somebody um head boy or what is it key grip best boy key grip yeah key grip is a thing uh head boy um he uh he's talking to him about something and joey's like he like looks at Joey and it's like obviously he can smell him and I love that Joey tries to pin it on Charlton Heston and the guy's yes. like absolutely not buying it. Like Joey's just not smooth like he, that. He does that so much. Like yes. a hiding behind the coat rack or being like, oh yeah, it smells. It must look at it. It's it's like he didn't shower for three days and then went and ate some licorice. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like when he's when they're in Vegas and he pretends like he's on set. Yeah, uh, in the casino he to like the worst. Uh, it's yes, like, this is so far fetched. Like, Who are you talking to? He's like the uh, director. The director, um, her. her. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, it's so funny. But yeah, he does commit to the worst things, and it's just like Joey, just be like, oh yeah, I smell that too. Like blaming it on somebody else really isn't going to help you here. <laughs> um, 
But that's when he finds out that he has a shower in his room, in Heston's room. Hmm. So. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. But honestly, I can't imagine that taking a three-minute shower, because it's really all it would take to give it a good scrub. Like, he just needs water on his body and soap on his body and to really scrub it in and then to rinse it off and dry it off and put new clothes on and then go. I can't imagine that being a few more minutes late is worse than showing up smelling like something that died. Smelling and like with your hair all greasy. and Just totally a mess. Yeah, because like how how are they supposed to make you look good? Like you need to show up clean for your yes to be on camera. Yeah, that's one thing. Thankfully, I have never run into with weird casting stuff. Is I've never had somebody show up like dirty or like a total mess. I've had people show up who looked absolutely nothing like their picture. Yeah. (laughs) Um. But separate but problem. Never, like dirty. Thankfully, that would be gross. I, that would be. Difficult I agree. To deal like, with. just run yourself through the shower and take off those disgusting clothes. Because when he takes the shower in Charlton Heston's thing, and the guy's like, "Grab your pants," right. and I'm like, "You're not going to put those." Like, I hope you went to the costume department right. and like asked you for put different your fish gut pants. Your back fish on? pants on. Yeah. Woof. Um. But yeah, I absolutely love Charlton Heston's speech he gives joey when he's like joey's like you don't understand i stink (laughs) and heston just gives him like this great speech about every actor that's worth his salt always thinks he stank and this guy did this and this guy did that but what you must remember is that no matter what you must never do not sneak into my dressing room and use my shower i also love when joey like goes to sit on the couch with him he's like "Ah, ah, ah, ah." yeah yeah (laughs) Puts him in his place. But like, yeah, I I just can't imagine. I mean, Ashley doesn't really smell. So oh, this thank doesn't. You. you don't. You know you don't. I think I've started to. You know how they say bodies change every seven years? <laughs> yeah. Ashley can get I, away with not wearing deodorant and like it's not an issue. Yes. I still don't wear deodorant. But now like I will notice after a long day, like if it's hot in the office and I'm sweating a little bit. And definitely, like, after working out, I can smell myself, which I know everybody's like, yeah, normal. But yeah, no, duh. I never used to. I never yeah. used to. I used to be able to work out and just, like, put my clothes back on and, oh like, go about my life. But now I'm like, okay, yep, I stink. Got to run yeah. myself through the shower. Yep. Well, Joey could take a page out of your book, but <laughs> he doesn't. And he does no. this. But apparently it works out for him because Charlton Heston decides to give him a pep talk instead of firing him. Um, yeah. But we never hear about this again. So I can yeah. only imagine the Seems movie like flopped a, or they movie. cut his scene or. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Hmm. But Hello. I was like, I don't think we have any stories to relate to this because we shower. When we need to. Maybe not all the time. <laughs> Okay, maybe not every no. day. Okay, fine. I didn't shower today. Is that what you wanted to hear? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's pretty much that. But uh, that, we've, yeah. also, we've all got we've also got um, Rachel just crushing hard, <sighs> which I love to hate this whole thing. I okay. I'm so annoyed 
by Rachel's obsession with Joshua. Mm-hmm. But this is such a funny, funny, petty, yes. petty. petty. <laughs> um, this is such a, it's just such a funny part of this episode. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the only times we see Rachel get so flustered by somebody. Yeah, that's true. Like when she, when she's like, yeah. she like doesn't know how to like put words together, like yes. trying to flirt, you know, it's not like, like her. When she does the anti-theft device in the last episode <laughs> and like, you know, like she just, she just says it's, she's not smooth. She is not breezy. Oh no, um, it's about to get worse too. I, I actually think the only other time we see her be so goofy and it's actually not quite as bad is when she likes Joey. And I think that's more her just trying to figure out, like, how she's going to pull this off, you know, when yeah. she likes Joey. But this yeah. with Joshua, like, she is just truly Twitterpated and, like, flustered, um, which I'm happy for her. And I'm, I'm also really happy that she had this crush before this whole thing happens with Ross. Um, yeah. Because she's it, not just, like, doing it to, yes. like, retaliate. She truly has a crush on him. It has nothing to do with... I mean, I don't think it does. You know, I think she actually... No, I don't think it does either. Um, But yeah, she is just such a goof around Joshua. Like, when he's like, I think I need gloves. And she's like, well, this one is, ooh, large. And oh, that one is uh, large to he. Like... Yeah. Yeah. It's just... She's just She's lost her cool. Yeah. Completely lost her cool. But, um... Mr. Mr. Waltham. Mr. Waltham has uh, asked, You say, Rachel, you'd like to take my niece to the opera? Deflate a boss. Deflate a boss. Yeah. Uh, And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Cool, 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 cool. (laughs) And then Joshua, who up until this point, I've not been sure what he does. And now we find out he's just independently wealthy and investing in clubs. Um... Well, that's one of the one of his streams of income. One of his streams of income is the club he invested in, and which doesn't sound. I don't know. Is that a good investment? Nightclubs. I mean, maybe in probably. New York. I don't know. They Not like right now, charge but... covers and like make oh, so much money true. on alcohol. I mean, true, you true. think about it. A bottle of vodka is like thirty dollars when you're buying it at the liquor store. It's like probably fifteen when you're buying it wholesale, and you make that back in a few drinks. True. Then it's just all gravy. So I mean, really, you got to keep the and lights if you on. Stick right a the little, building. If you stick a sparkler in the top and bring it out, you know, when like a girl in a short dress, and it's like a hundred and fifty bucks, and yeah, totally. You put a girl, you put like fancy stuff at the top, and like yeah, pretty girls, and one hundred percent, like you can charge so much money, or even like bottle service. What a scam! Like, oh, we got you a seat. <laughs> it's seven hundred dollars. Do you know what's um, interesting? And those um, Korean dramas that Ben and I have been watching on Netflix. Terrace House? Which, no, that one's Japanese reality. Oh, but, excuse me. Yes, very different. But actually, it, uh, these Korean dramas and crime shows, you guys highly recommend. Very interesting. Nuanced. Okay, I'm okay, sure there's a lot okay. of stuff that we're like, something will happen. We'll be like, uh, I don't think we fully caught the importance of what that was but okay like not quite sure what just is happening um but they're really good they're they're just really gripping and compelling um but all of these shows have a thread of there's like some big businessmen like doing some corrupt deal and i guess it's a thing where like you'll go to a restaurant in korea and they have these like private rooms where you can kind of like go 
Well, you can like go like do your business dealings and like have privacy to like have your sensitive discussions or whatever. Um, but they come fully equipped with like all of these like really nice bottles of alcohol and like all of the mixers and stuff you could want. And Ben like has looked, looked at before and he's just like, oh my gosh, that would be like thousands of dollars of liquor. And I was like, I, I bet you what they do. It's like a mini bar type situation. Like they put it all there on the table in the hopes that you'll open it all and then they can charge you for it. Mm. And he was like, this would never work in New Zealand. Everybody would just go crazy and like refill it all with water. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I think they're a little bit more honest in Korea. But I do. Th- yeah, I thought it was funny. So you can make a lot of money if you do it that way, I think. Yeah. Definitely. If you have Korean businessmen do their dealings at your hotel. Yes, totally. <laughs> That's probably I mean, the type of you? club Joshua invested in. <laughs> probably. I would think so. If I had to, if I had one guess. Yeah, that that's would be where it. I would go. It's the very specific niche. Very, very niche. Yeah. I thought it was so cute, though, that he invited her. And I w- and she was, like, so excited about, yeah. you know, getting to go see him at the nightclub. And I just, I know that feeling where you're, like, you know, she's been trying so hard mm-hmm. to, like, make something happen. And finally, she gets this, like, you know, gets a chance. And this I think it's really sweet. to Biden. To Biden. I think it's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And he's so cool about it. Like, he's just so casual and... He is. Um, he's, like, fun and nice and chill about it. Yeah. And He's not, like, is... gross. Like, he's going to take... Because, no. I don't know, you've got to... He's got to know that she's, like, flirty. And so he could be kind of, like, creepy about it if he wanted to, yeah. I guess. But he's just being a decent human about uh-huh. it. Or, like, take advantage. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as soon as he, like, invites her and then leaves, Mr. Watham comes out and reminds her about the bus. Two out of the three tenors. <laughs> um, which he, like, reminds me of a cartoon character when he, like, nods about the three tenors. Like, he closes his eyes really tight. And, like, he does. Nods. And he also does, I can't like, put like my a, finger hmm, on it. Hmm. He, like, um, yes. exhales thank you. a lot thank and you. stuff. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um... But yeah, so she comes home and is like trying to. What, wait, wait, wait. What would you do in this situation if you were Rachel? I think the best possible move would have been like, oh my gosh, Mr. Watham, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize the date and I'm not actually going to be able to take Emily tonight. Would Would she be available to do something a different night? I think that's your opportunity, you know, but she missed that. I was thinking, so that's, yes, that's definitely like, uh, would have been an option just, yeah, to be like, oh my gosh, so sorry. I was thinking like, invite Emily to the club. He just said she's your age. Like she'd probably rather like go out to a cool. True. Although I guess it's, it's probably not Rachel Green plus one, but. And he got the tickets. Your young pretty girls. In a New York City club, you'd probably get in. But yeah, I was thinking, and I guess like if she thinks that he's, she, that Emily is anything like Mr. Waltham, she's probably like, oh, this girl might be like a bit of a snooze, you know? Yeah, totally. But so she does the next best thing and tries to get her friends to take her. Yeah. Um, and Monica's like, oh, I totally would, but you know, I have to work and. Everyone else kind of has 
excuses and um then she kind of looks over at Ross and he you know gives this knowing look I guess but I actually think the angle she takes um was a smart one with the I thought we were happy for each other to move forward and I really like him and I kind of thought you could be happy for me you know am I crazy are you not there and I think he feels a little bit cornered where he's like well if I say I'm not cool with it then it means that I still have feelings for her and I don't know that he has feelings for her necessarily but I think he's somewhere in the middle you know Mm -hmm. so I I think it is manipulative of her and this is one this is another one of those things like another one of those like Rachel moments that I really don't like because she's just doing it because like yeah that whole speech about like come on you know I thought we moved on aren't we happy for each other is that just me like she knows that he doesn't he can't really say like no I don't want you to be happy or I don't want you to move on or whatever like she can't say that or he sorry he can't say that because then he you know it exactly like he's painted in a corner and she knows that and so she just does this to get him to do this thing for her so she can go but then like the next moment she's upset when it works out for him and so it just really frustrates me because I think it's just Rachel being selfish and manipulative yeah so she didn't actually want Ross to be happy she doesn't actually want you know, she's not actually wanting to be happy for him. She just wanted what she wanted in that moment. Totally. You're right. You are right. Thank you. <laughs> but if you're going to be selfish, you may as well get what you want. And she accomplished that. <laughs> I mean, she does. I wouldn't have been smart enough to do it. I just wouldn't have thought to ask. Like, yeah. I would have just been like, no, that's rude. I'm not going to ask them to do that. But a girl gets what yeah. she wants, I guess. Well, And I really don't think that when she is trying to get Ross to take her, it's because she selfishly wants to be with Joshua. I don't think that it ever possibly crossed her mind that this would be anything other than like babysitting essentially, you know? Well, of course. So, But that's the thing is she's like, oh, come on, Ross, please. Aren't we happy for – like – I know, know. but I'm just saying, like, I don't think it would ever cross my mind that I would even need to, like, think about that part because it just didn't seem – it wasn't like he was setting her up, you know? Like, um, it was just more like, this is a favor for my boss. I need somebody to step in. Um, It wasn't a date, you know? No, Um, I I just – So I think that's why she gets so caught off guard by it. Well, of course, but I guess it's just like she doesn't like, but the thing is, she says that whole spiel to Ross and he agrees to do it for her. Like he agrees to go like babysit this girl so that she can go like potentially start a new relationship with this guy. Right. And she's like not kind to him about it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just think it's like, it's an example where Ross does like do the selfless act even though Rachel is like doesn't deserve it in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. It's true. So anyway, so then what happens? 
Well, and then, um, <laughs> yeah. So Ross says yes, and uh, what's her name? Emily. Emily, <laughs> Emily shows up, and Rachel's like, "Ooh, sorry, change of plans. Um, I'm not actually free, but." And she's about to tell her that Ross is yeah. going to take her, but Emily. Um, gets very upset and storms out, and which is super um, un-British to like get so angry. I was, it, I agree, it is very un-British to get so angry, but is not so un-British to say exactly, like to say the blunt thing. But her, uh, her excitement around it is is very un-British. Like when she cuts her off and she's but, like. Oh no, that's fine. No, I guess you, I guess you must have called, yeah. even though I didn't leave my flat all day. And then, but I was right. like, oh, I could see, like, she sounds like she's not been enjoying New York, so right, which isn't entirely Rachel's fault. No, not at um, all, not at all. Emily was in a um, bad mood, and that's not Rachel's fault. Yeah. So I was gonna say she like, could have done it a bit better. She her... could have been like, well, she could have been like, Emily, come on in. Oh, your hair's wet. Are, are you okay? Like, come have a cup of tea. You know. And then yeah. introduced her to everybody, and then been like, "Well, you know what? We actually thought it would be more friend if more fun if my friend Ross took you. He yeah. he likes opera too, or something like that. Instead of mm-hmm. just like, "Hi, are you Emily? Okay, I can't go with you. It's just Rachel being selfish. Anyway, what was your question going to be? Yeah, yeah, she doesn't. <laughs> just Rachel being selfish. I think she was just trying to give her the information. I don't think she was trying to be rude. But anyway, I think she was just thinking of herself and wanted to get out of there. Probably." Um, But yeah, Emily is very rude, I think. Like, not not to say she doesn't have a reason to be upset, but like all the other things, you know, it's all the bricks building up to make you blow up at the thing. That's exactly like that's not Rachel's fault. Totally. Um, So anyway, Rachel like goes, runs after her in her teeny tiny little skirt that I'm like, girl, I just don't know how you've been doing all this stuff in that little skirt. Um, It just doesn't seem functional. So she like runs after her and. That's kind of the last we hear it. The next day, Rachel's telling everybody, yeah, I didn't actually get into the club because the name was Rachel Greep. And this other girl pretended to be Rachel Greep, which is super frustrating. And And I I feel like stuff that happens at clubs. Well, I can totally feel the frustration of like when you're in those early phases with a guy and you're not, you know, you're like, you kind of feel like something could be there and you kind of think they might be into you, but you're not sure. And you're like, it's almost like you, you know, when you're in that phase where you're evaluating like every move you make, every like reply, it's kind of like the, like, did I text Mm -hmm. back too fast? Was it like all that stuff that like actually doesn't matter. But when you're in those like very fragile moments. And so I can picture like she's at this club, you know, like, who knows how long it took her to like do her hair, makeup, whatever, get there. Mm-hmm. And she's totally thinking like every little thing hangs off this, like how this one night goes. Yes. And then it doesn't yes. go to plan at all. And I'm like, yeah, oh, I just, I've been there. Not in mm-hmm. like a New York city nightclub, but you know. Yes. And to that point, like, I feel like when you're in that early phase, like you're saying, you're like overanalyzing everything, every um, possible opportunity to hang out you're like, this might be the last opportunity I have. Yeah, exactly. It always feels like this is my one chance. Um, so I really yeah. have to capitalize on or it. Or when you're and like. It's, it's really when, funny, when, but. 
Yeah, or when when it's like, oh, I wore this outfit instead of this other one. And, you know, when you look back and you're like, well, maybe if I would have worn this other thing or said this other, like, I made a joke about this, but maybe if I wouldn't have made that joke, it would have gone differently. Like, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, or like I got up to go to the bathroom at this point and somebody else moved in and then they were laughing all night. They were sitting in my spot and they were laughing all night. Like, I should have just waited. Yeah. Yeah, you feel like every opportunity is a missed opportunity. Yes. Well, like when you look back, you're like, look, if that's all it took to throw this off course, it wasn't yeah. like it was, it wasn't meant to you be. know, but when she's trying so hard to make it happen, I totally feel that. Yeah. Um, And, you know, Rachel Greep gets in and this lady behind her tried to steal her umbrella. So she clocks so her. Clocked her. <laughs> um, oh, and, and I love they- this part when she's sitting in the seat and Phoebe goes, oh, Phoebes. I know. I just want to say that. <laughs> It's so Aww. cute. And she's like, uh, that's your name. She's like, what? I thought that's just what we called each other. I just thought that's what we called each other. So good. Oh, it's just Phoebe. so good. And, and, you know, Rachel was like, well, this was my chance for him to see the fun Rachel. The wouldn't it be great if she was my wife, Rachel? And just yeah. fall in love with totally. me. But now he totally. can't. She's all frustrated because her plans, her, as you would say, selfish plans didn't play out well no i mean the play the, like i get that i get trying she's trying to bite in and all that stuff i just mean that the way <laughs> she went about it with like totally. throwing ross you know to using the ross and, to get there yeah um but then they get the call that there is a deer just outside eating fruit from eating the fruit from the orchard um and they flitted off to vermont Emily and Ross. Um, yeah. Apparently, all Emily needed was a towel and a new pair of shoes, and she was Pixar Emily. She was instantly happy. Um, um, just a small logistical question. Do you yeah. think that they like went back to her apartment to get dry shoes, or do you think he was just like, let's stop at the DSW on the way? And swap your shoes. When he was like, she just needed a dry pair of shoes and she was a new person. I would guess they just went back to get her shoes. That's what I would guess. I'll say that like Ross is like as annoying and weird and all the bad things about him as he is. He does have a way of like lavishing attention and like understanding women's needs. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes, not during the breakup phase, but you know what I mean? Like, right. a- appreciating that, like, I don't know, he's good at putting the attention on He has women. the, uh, he can be sensitive in, like, a positive way. In, like, an empathetic way, right? Mm-hmm. Or, like, a, okay, well, it's like, what are you, instead of being, like, okay, quit complaining, you know, we got to go to the opera. He's just like, okay, well, what do you Deflate need? Yeah, let's boss. go do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good suggestion, like, I think that would make me feel better if somebody was like, you're soaked. Like, your shoes are soaked. Like, don't you want to change out of your clothes? We could take a cab. You'll feel yeah, so much exactly. better. Like, You'll enjoy yourself let's take so much a more if we just yeah. – Yeah. Like, we have time. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, good score one for Ross because that was a great idea. Um, and then who knows if they made it to the opera. Oh, because, good point. I mean, Vermont is – it's not like terribly far. I drove from, I think I drove from Vermont to New York once. It was either that or I drove from like 
the Finger Lakes in New York to the city. And now I can't remember. It was for a shoot I did. And it was one of those two places. I think it was. How long was it? I think it was from the Finger Lakes. So I think it was like six hours. Um, But I think I think Vermont would be a similar amount of time. Now, actually, it might be a bit further because Manhattan's so far (laughs) down. What? Geography for the insane. (laughs) What? I was just like, was it the fake? No, pardon. It was the, excuse me. that might be an extra. Now, if you take the interstate, (laughs) where is this going? It depends on if you're avoiding toll roads. Oh, my Um, gosh. (laughs) No, no, no. I was just saying that um, Vermont is, like, New York City is further, (laughs) is so far down. It's at the very bottom. Magellan? (laughs) Yes. New York City is so far down. It's like yeah. on the, you know, it's basically in New Jersey and Philadelphia. And Vermont is like above that. It's not like next to it, if that makes sense. So I do think it would take mm-hmm. a bit longer. There might be trains, though, since they I'm don't sure have there's trains, but yeah, it's got to be hours. Like, so they, I mean, maybe they went to the opera, took the last train, like, don't know. The net net of it is that they spent the night in Vermont. I know. Well, I mean, and... Maybe Ross knew the route because he made it all the way to Montreal a few Oh, that's true. He's probably like, I know this great train that stops through Vermont. Yeah, because actually if you look at the map, Poughkeepsie, then Albany, then you're in Vermont. And then oh, really? you go to Montreal. Yeah. Oh. So maybe that's well, what they did. You. There you go. There you go. Geography for the Seine. I guess um, <laughs> the idea is just that, yeah, they had a great night, hit it off, connected. They flitted and off. Flitted. Yeah. And flitted. here's where I think my point is proved. That when, when, when Monica's like, he's with Emily in Vermont. And she's like, who's Emily? And then she goes, no. Mm-hmm. And so... So she didn't want him to be happy. She just wanted to go spend right. time with but Joshua. But I think that's what I was trying to say. I just don't even think it crossed her mind that this was even like a person. She wasn't prepared well, Why does that. that matter? Like, she's not just like, what? She goes, no. Like, no, he can't have hit it off. Like, it's different than her being like, wait, huh like oh my gosh that's crazy I wasn't expecting that it's like she's upset that Ross is like quote unquote yeah I guess you're probably right moving on first yeah yeah which she does say it later so like we know that that's where she's coming from because she starts talking about like being at the same place and blah 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 but yeah that's why it just frustrates me because I I don't know I'm like if if it was true that she was in a good place and wanted you know was ha- like ready to be happy for Ross, then she would just, she would still mm-hmm. be very gobsmacked by this information because yeah. like not expecting that, but she wouldn't be mad about yeah. it. It's like when Ross it hit she... it off with Bonnie. And yeah. I, and I feel like that was too soon. And so I get why she was upset, but it's the same idea. Like she doesn't want Ross to be happy. Do you think that she thought she was more over it than she actually was? I kind of think that. Um, probably. Yeah, probably. I think because in her mind, if she likes Joshua, then she doesn't really care what Ross is doing. Like, she might be annoyed by it. But also, he's gone on all these other dates with all these other women, and she was like, 
annoyed by it and kind of like nitpicky about it. But she yeah. didn't have a reaction. But I'm guessing it's because being going on an overnight to Vermont is more serious than just like going on a date. Going on a dinner date. Yeah. And I think yes. all those other Yeah, I think so. I like I I get listen, I totally get that it would just be like shocking and like yeah. what the heck and like you know, but I think it just proves and maybe you're right. Maybe she thought she was over it and then when this happens yeah. that's when she's realizing I, I that she's not. I even feel like if he would have been like, "Oh, yeah, I even feel like if he would have been like, "Oh, I'm going on a date with so and so," she would have like probably rolled her eyes and been like, "Okay, whatever." But if then she would have found out later like they went on a weekend away together, she probably still would have been like caught off guard, but at least she would have been like, "Okay, but they're dating." But I feel like this just really hits right. her out of the blue because she thought it was totally like a just a favor of like taking this person out like yeah. Almost in like Emily annoying. was like in a sexless way, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, so anyway, I don't know. But you're totally right. Like she said she was happy to move on and he, you know, did this favor. And now she's sitting and- here hitting Chandler and being like, that awful witch. How could he da da da? Like, yeah. yeah, maybe she's surprising herself with how much it matters to her. And she does say when they push her on it yeah. or like press her when Monica's like, didn't you say like and she's like I'm just upset because things aren't working out with Joshua like maybe I don't know it's just it's just she's just very selfish the whole thing just feels very like she's stamping her feet because he's moving on and she's not yeah and I mean I have to think too like fast forward a few months she thinks that she is annoyed about Ross and Emily because it's, like, awkward for her. And then she finally figures out it's because she's still in love with him, you know? So, like, I think there's just this, like, I don't know if it's denial, but, like, she's Mm. not really checking in with herself and how she really feels. She just thinks this is, like, the normal, this is how you feel when you broke up with somebody and you're moving on kind of thing. And Um, I just had a thought that, like, because thinking about what I had said about like being kind of like angry with a person or whatever, like I kind of wonder if because she still has feelings for Ross subconsciously, um, she does want to make him suffer and still wants Probably. to make him like because he cheated on her, right? Like, yeah. and so yeah. she she wasn't expecting that. That came out mm-hmm. of nowhere. That was incredibly hurtful. She still loves him, and so she is trying to like make him suffer and make him pay and kind of hurt him back. I think maybe that's all happening subconsciously. Yeah, and I think there is something and that about, I can forgive her for because I get yeah, it. Yeah, you know? I think there's something about um, the justifications we make to ourselves. Because he cheated, she deserves to move on more and be happier faster. Right, yeah. You know, and I'm sure there's some of that going on too. Like, he ruined my life. Why does he get to be happy, you know? Yes, I totally get that. Even if it's not like she deserves to have it first, it's kind of like embarrassing if she doesn't. Yes. Like exactly like you said. Like, you know, he's the one that messed this up. How come I'm still paying for it? Yes, totally. And she does say that later with the like, you like me and I get clobbered. You move on, I get clobbered. You know, like. Totally. Yeah. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, I can can back off with my anger 
Well, and I'm not saying like I do think her initial motivations were selfish, but I think that the the uh like surprise the real reason expresses yeah. is very real that she didn't I don't think she even realized she had them, those feelings. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, because I really do think there's a difference between hearing your ex-boyfriend is like going on a date or two and that he like had a romantic getaway. That feels real. Yeah, true. You know? Um, but anyway, she's losing it and hitting Chandler. And um, <laughs> Ross is feeding deer, I guess. Um, <laughs> but he comes back and he's like, I mean, once again, Ross, like he just, he's all in when he does relationships. Oh, he is he's like, so, thank you so, so much for Emily. And I'm like, you just met this girl. Um, yeah, that's a lot. But, you know, Rachel's like trying to be cool, but she's obviously hurt, <clears throat> sad, angry, all the things. Yeah. Um, when he's talking to her and she, he's like, you know, I really didn't think I was there. And now I just totally see what you're talking about. Da, 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 da. But once again, <laughs> I feel like it's exactly what was happening in the in the reverse. Ross didn't feel like he was there when he saw Rachel being happy, but suddenly he's interested in someone and he can he can be there. You know, well, but yeah, but I that again, I feel like the difference there was he wasn't actually there, but yet he still did the favor for her so that she could have the date. Oh, absolutely, so I agree I with you. One hundred percent. Difference is like I. She's, but I'm just saying, she, I think it's easier to feel like you're over it when you have something else going on. Someone else, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, yeah. Um, because I think being over somebody and dating someone new are not mutually exclusive. I think you can still yeah. not be over something and like oh, for be, sure. and be dating somebody, but it's a nice distraction. And maybe it's what gets you over that person. Um, it might. Or it might not. Yeah, I agree. Or it might not. But I don't think what Ross is feeling is over Rachel. I think what he's feeling is, oh, it's nice. He's he's in phase three. Seeing himself with other yes. people. Yep. I agree. Um, <laughs> there anyway. are deer there. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. And obviously, we have just opened quite the can of worms. Oh, yes. It's a lot. It is a lot. And, yeah, so time will only tell what's going to happen. More to be continued. I mean, I know. we all know what's going to happen, but it's exciting <laughs> to think about. Let's get to it because it's exciting. Mm. So, yeah, so we are going to – we're going to get to it, guys. It's going to happen. Um, we were both talking about it's – there are a lot of things that are happening like almost faster than we remembered that they happen, you know, yeah. like just feels like there's a lot more time between them, but it's getting really good. We're getting into some, some like really, I mean, I think we've been in some pretty great territory for a little while now. Yeah, so totally. Totally. I'm very much enjoying this journey for us. It's just like hit after hit, iconic after yes. iconic. Totally. Um. So yeah, so this has been the one with Joey's Dirty Day episode 14 and next time uh tune in for the one with all the rugby <laughs> yay rugby. this is a great episode i'm so excited yes. same it's a lot of fun yeah okay so we're gonna have a lot of fun next time and we'll see you guys then see you later bye see you later bye, bye.